Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Tiffany, and I love AVA Live Radio. This is Brian J. Klein, and I love AVA Live hey, Music. Hey, this is Rob Hill from Canada, and I absolutely love AVA Live Radio. Hi, this Radio. is Tara Everly of Iridescence, and I love AVA Live Radio. Hey, guys, this is Jacqueline Jacks, and I love AVA Live Radio. This is Lainey Nash, and I love AVA Live this Radio. This is Chris Bishop, and I love AVA Live Radio. Hi, this radio. is Naomi Sum, and I love AVA Live Radio. Hi, we're Orange Avenue, and we love AVA Live Radio. Welcome to AVA Live Radio, everyone. This is your host, Jacqueline Jacks. Ivan B. Croft is on his way in with a brand new song, You Can't Take My Soul. I'll be right back after this. Thank you. 
That's You Can Take My Soul on AVA Live Radio with Ivan B. Croft. Please welcome him to the broadcast. Hi, Ivan. How are you? Hey, how you doing? I'm <laughs> good. <laughs> Maybe before we begin, I should probably warn you that, you know, about all the rumors, that they're all true, and uh, I should know because I started every one of them myself. <laughs> so now there'll be no controversies there now <laughs> I've just ruined it for you <laughs> There's no question Alright, so well, that that basically leaves my questions Just gone, thank you very much <laughs> Oh yeah, it's the ultimate icebreaker <laughs> So what else should we talk about then? <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh, I've done it now, haven't I? <laughs> <laughs> See, I had a whole line of things that I wanted to address Because it's just been like, you know, just crazy out there about you and now I'm speechless. That's it. Really? Okay, show over. <laughs> I, know, I don't see any of it over here because I'm just so far away, you know, over in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. You know, I used to live over in Australia. I used to be in Surfer's Paradise when I was little. Oh, really? Up in Queensland. Mm-hmm. Lovely. Oh, yep. well, that understands you that you landed up in Florida because the weather's kind of similar. <laughs> I know. If you take the the coastline, like from an aerial view of both, you ca- they look very similar. <laughs> like Miami, <laughs> and there. It, I don't know, I'll have really to check that out. I have to check that out. But I know the weather's similar because it's kind of like that humidity. So yeah. It is very, very much so. So what yeah. is behind what you're doing? Like your music is very, very powerful. You've got a direction, you know, and you're like compelled to create right? No matter what, you just, you kind of just, it surfaces. What drove you here to where you are today? Uh, well, it's been, a, been actually quite a, quite a long journey between quite a few bands that I was in. And I think part of what drove me was, uh, well, I think I played in a few things and um, well, probably the last one I played in that we'd, we'd go into the studio and we'd never get really come out with anything. You know, you've been in these things for three years or something. A couple of them I just played in for a year and they never even did a gig and we just really didn't get anything out of it. So I guess not getting anything out of it was kind of frustrating. And there was a mm-hmm. bit of tragedy that sort of came with the last band I was in, like the, the songwriter that I used to write along the songs with, uh, my friend Wheels, that I that I grew up with over in the suburbs of Melbourne. He, um, oh, when, we, when we were after a couple of years of playing in this one band, he came home one night and he next door neighbour was being attacked by these guys or they were trying to steal his car so he, he kind oh, of stood gosh. up to these, this group of people that were all on ice and they, um, they put him in hospital and put him in a coma and uh, I wasn't sure whether he was going to lose his sight or whether he was going to come out of it um, with, you know, with, his, with his faculties intact so you know, I thought I had to watch him in hospital in a coma not knowing what was going on you know, and then when he came out of it he was you know, still a bit bit groggy from it but he, but he survived it he came out of it he had a little bit of a loss in his hearing and so oh yeah I had to sit and watch my really good friend go through that and then the drummer in the band he was on ice and um, that pretty much ruined his life I think the last time I saw him he was just I don't know I just it's a sad it's a sad story I, I don't want to dwell on it but that was part of the journey that, that kind of drove me because I was in that particular band and we had a lot of ideas. We just never got to do anything with it, you know. And I go into the studio, and um, for, for me, I get a bit distracted in there with everybody there. So I actually had a better deal after it. After it all it just came to me afterwards that I was still driven and I still wanted to do music because I stopped for a while after that. I just quit. And sure. Just went, uh, 
you know, this, the, the, the kind of tragic events took its toll on me and I just didn't want to do it anymore because it, uh, I was just feeling gutted from it. You know, I'd spent three years and I watched two people that I'd been closely associated with go through this, this kind of awful stuff. And, oh. and I guess part of it probably comes from that and the pain of it, you know. So there was kind of Absolutely. a healing process as well along with that, you know. So, yeah, that, that, that's probably what drove a lot of it and some of it's to do with just, ma'am, I just, like, I just like playing music. And to me it was like therapy. And I think part of what I did was kind of therapeutic. I could, I could sort of get out some, some kind of negative energy about it and just kind of vent some frustrations, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it's like therapy because, you know, I haven't... I, and, and plus, being in a band, like, in Melbourne here, it's, it's hard to get a gig. So there was that frustrating part, you know, like, we did get gigs, but it kind of all just kind of fell apart. So, but I just... I should have probably quit. I shouldn't have even done anything, but for some reason, I still stayed with it, yeah. Well, you know what they say, the best musicians and songwriters have always been through the hardest days and lived to tell about it. And that's why experience is just everything, <laughs> you know, <laughs> when you yeah, get through Yeah, I, I actually do feel, you know, that's really good that you said that because, I, you know, in a lot of ways, I really do feel like a survivor. I really oh, yeah. do feel like I've kind of gone through a, a, like, a like a war zone in a way, psychologically yeah. and and. Yeah, and and I've kind of popped out the other side, but it didn't just pop out the other side. I actually managed to be able to, I don't know, get something out of it musically. And it's funny that How the song you that you just played, it. it only took me, yeah, <laughs> the song that you just played, it only took me five minutes to write, and we were about to disappear out to a little festival here called Moomba. And my wife was having a shower, and I was quickly writing the words down. She's like, come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. And, I, and it was just one of those ideas. When I quickly wrote it down, I got it very quickly. And I didn't have to really do much about it. It was just there. And the music came from somewhere else. It came from another person down in Bendigo who was, had a couple of songs on the radio. And one of them that they did sound a bit like Joy Division. So I kind of drew on that for the music. But lyrically speaking, you know, we'd been seeing that movie, The Shawshank Redemption, quite a bit over here. And they play it. Oh, like, good they movie. Probably play it. Yeah, they probably play it like two or three too. times a year here. So, and it's one of my favourite movies, that and The Green Mile, because my wife's right Me into... Me too, um, I watch them all the time. I can't stop yeah, watching well, she's right it's into always Stephen, It's funny. Yeah. Well, she's right into Stephen King, so we've got like a, a bookshelf here that's just full of Stephen King books. So. Oh, good stuff. <laughs> so is there any yeah. Message? Yeah. You know, it's funny because great artists are survivors. You know, they really are. The ones that we admire the most have the most stories to tell, and they, they, they learn how to tell them just like they're telling them to a friend, you know? And I think how you come out of what you've been through is your story, and that's your strength. That's, that's really the best journey to be told and, and what you'll get the most respect for. We're always talking about getting attention on social media, but so often a lot of people miss out because they're too afraid to talk about what real life is like. And then you've got people out there who don't, aren't promoting music brands and are trying to build a brand, yet they're always talking about what their life is like and they're getting all the attention. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is sort of funny like that. There's this kind of this contrived type of stuff going on, which I don't really yeah. relate to. Yeah. No, it kind of seems all kind of put on. Right. You've got yeah, to see I, yourself. Yeah, I'm not really that good at that. I was never really media savvy. You know, I, the, sort of doing interviews with, 
kind of uncomfortable for me. You may, might be able to tell by the way I'm talking, but I just because I was because I was working class, you know. I mean, I'm working in factories all the time and, and working at. Um, I wasn't really media savvy or anything like that. I wasn't even computer savvy. Like I didn't really know how to answer an email probably about four or five, probably about five or six years ago now, because I had You're no need for it. I was working thing. in trades, you know. It's yeah, kind of so I have to kind of go from zero to hero type thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> so even fair. today's email, so, right? I mean, it's I, I think you you kind of like you you probably did yourself a favor because most emails, honestly, it's about value. You're going to delete the majority of your emails anyway, right? You're only going to look yeah. for something to connect with somebody some way that actually offers you value that you want to connect with. And most of the time you remember that person's website and you go there. You don't look for them an email unless you're used to getting it on Sunday at 8 a.m. or Monday at you know <laughs> 6. And you're like, okay, I'm going to just go get that email and that's it. That's the only thing I'm going to look at. So I think you're part of yeah. you're part of the really never ending story of every generation today. It's it's not about like whether we like email or not. We just we just don't value it anymore. You know, it, just like social media, we don't value half the stuff that's going on in the news feeds because we just it just doesn't. It's a waste of time. Yeah, well, it's just so much of it. I think that's the thing. It's just this is kind of with me. It's a kind of a volume, you know, and it's more of an interruption, you know, and I think, like, especially with, like, you know, you get emails. I get stuff every week that it's probably, I don't know how many hours of my time get wasted just getting up going, I don't know what they want, you know, <laughs> just going through emails and just not even bothering to open them <laughs> because, you know, you just, now that, you know, they're just junk and someone's just trying to do something or they're trying to, I get these ones getting me and they actually try to suck you in to click onto it so then they can, I don't know, infect your phone with malware or yeah. something. <laughs> well, yeah. So I, I get, all, I get a lot that. of that. Anyway. So yeah. do you really? Yeah, I get a lot of it. I, I get know. people on Twitter too. I had someone bomb my Twitter account uh, last year and they bombed it with all these fake followers. So what happened with my posts were just hitting a brick wall and I couldn't get out. So I don't know who did it, but I got like some weird day where there was like oh, two days of just hundreds of hundreds of followers of these fake followers. You know, it was just incredibly insane. And I'm like, oh, I couldn't keep up with getting rid of these people and you can't get rid of them once they follow you. Yeah, no, you know, so true. Like so many they of them. Did, you know, so what happened did you see them yeah. like, drop off at all? Because they did a cleaning like last month, early February, at the very, very beginning. Oh, okay. Uh, well, see, I got a, working with a PR company in Canada, and I, I actually handed my account to them to clean it up because it was just oh, no. it was ridiculous. Oh, <laughs> it was just oh ridiculous. wow. <laughs> so true. That's amazing. Yeah. Now there's businesses to clean up the mess that, like, you know, these social media platforms have allowed to happen. Yeah. It's, just, it's quite well, incredible. I often wonder how, how, how many other people that, you know, that's happened to, you know, and they're actually they're running a legitimate business, you know, and something like that happens with them or like what you were saying before with, with Facebook banning people. I've got to come across that a little bit, you know. With, oh, there's another guy down there in Phoenix called Dave Darren, and he's always whinging about Facebook, you know, and... And before I put out my album, I was joining groups to promote it. And just by joining groups, they banned me for like 20, 21 days or something. I got put in Facebook jail <laughs> just for joining oh, the groups. I hadn't even put out, yeah, I hadn't even put out a post yet about the album that I was promoting. So basically, Facebook just sabotaged it. It was like, what? <laughs> so that, that was, that was very that frustrating character. last year. You know, I went to the trouble of putting it all together. And then when I wanted to promote it, I had Facebook there just saying, nah, sorry, buddy, sorry, buddy, that's not going to happen. No, nah, mate, not oh, with that no. music. 
<laughs> I got a sense yeah, of humour about it now, but you know, at the time it was infuriating. <laughs> well, they do have, you know, like they have so many rules and regulations. It's kind of ridiculous. Like it becomes a full-time job just to navigate through the rules so that you're not doing something wrong to get banned. And I've, I've even yeah. like, listen, I'm pushing boundaries every single day on Facebook to the point where like I get banned and I get myself out of it all the time because I, I just, <laughs> I want to try different really? things. Oh, constantly. <laughs> yeah. And I know the rules, right. But I'm always like pushing well, those limits. And well, you know, I don't want to remind you of that. Said, it, it always ahead. reminds me of that. You remember that Simpsons episode where, where Marge was making up all the rules and she she did it to that point where you actually you couldn't walk out your front door without breaking the law? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, you, so you remember that Simpsons episode? That. It's kind of like that. That's exactly like it is. That's exactly what's happening on Facebook. It's It's boxed everybody in so badly now that if you are trying to, like, I mean, you're a musician, right? So now you have to basically put your music and make sure it's original on your own video and launch it on Facebook because they've gotten to the point where they don't want any any outside links, right? Unless you are verified for outside links. So you have to have this whole concession. Like, in other words, like our AVA Live Radio website, right? The reason why we can yeah. post links to our site is because we've been around so long. We regularly post our, all of our articles are SEO friendly. They're all optimized and they already have traction. So when we post something, we have so many people visiting the pages on the site. It's verifying them on Facebook, but like the average person out there doesn't know that. So they're like posting things to try and post links out to new music and they're just not getting seen because of Facebook's rules and regulations, right? And now they just sent out yeah, another thing yeah. saying if you're a news site, then you're not going to be seen at all. So now SEO and Google is picking up where they used to try to be everything to everyone. That's the changes that are ridiculous on social media. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it seems like a, a very uneven playing field, you know, like being an yeah. independent artist, you know, I've copped the same stuff. I listened to the other interview you were doing with the – the guy that you had on before talking about, mm-hmm. you know, how he was talking about the problems that he had with reach, you know, and and I think it's for, for every independent artist, you know, who's not hooked in with a label, that you, you just sort of, you're competing against these massive businesses, you know, that have a lot of influence, you know, but one thing I noticed, though, that was really curious was, was like years ago, when someone put out a song, like an artist that was really big, that at least, there would at least be like one song they put out that was a flop. But mm-hmm. the major ones these days, you know, the ones that are up the very top one percent, it doesn't seem to doesn't seem to happen. You know, everything they put out, it goes viral within a minute, you know, or within that, within an hour or that day. You know, say say for instance, say a Taylor Swift song, right? Well, you know, oh, it's almost like mm-hmm. they can't afford to have a flop. Where, where that used to, that was a common thing. Where to me, that sort of seems to have disappeared, which I I find un, I find it very odd. You know, to me, when I look at that, I think, well, what's up with that? You know, that doesn't seem right. Well, there's a level, you know, there's always been a level of control in the music business, right? I mean, well, Are we allowed to talk ago, about this? Or is this, is this too, too controversial? Is this going oh, to disrupt everything? <laughs> no, I talk about this all no. the time. There's always a control. Listen, there is. That's just, just the way it is, right? I mean, you've got the major labels, which we're going back to, yeah. by the way. I mean, like artists right now, they have two choices. They can either sell their souls back to a label or they yeah. can DIY. 
The lucky thing is that you still have the ability to DIY. And a lot of artists are managing to like get attention through culture and trends and being able to be very savvy on social media and connecting with the right people. They, they know how to hack that event, right. And do it. But then there's the other people that you see that are rising really, really quickly, but we might not hear from them a year from now. We might not even know their names. Like there's some, there's some people reaching a billion views on YouTube, but next year that might not be, you know, that record labels big hit. They might not be the next Rihanna, and they're most likely not going to be. That's the control that you see happening in mainstream that they have yeah. managed to work back in. The only thing is that you see a few people come out that really understand social media. And at, at the time of the waves of social where there's rise, like, for instance, when Facebook was really easy to get attention on, there'll, there'll be people yeah, coming yeah, in the to beginning these places there, yeah. And they'll capitalize on like that, like just people are doing it on Instagram right now. They're doing it on Snapchat. They'll capitalize on the waves. And when they have the right message and the right music and they really go all in, you'll see them power up and their fans will carry them to the top. But staying there now becomes a part of, can we keep this going or do we have to join a major label now that we are the top of the trend? And that's what happened with like, um, you know, a lot of different rappers you see come out of nowhere and they hit the billboard charts. And then all of a sudden, like Chance the Rapper explodes and everybody jumps on board. And then he's got to make a decision. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's a tough deal. Yeah, like uh, I've never had to worry about that. So it's good good for my and that kind of stress. I don't have to really concern because I didn't know people like, oh, I knew people over here that had hits, you know, like I knew other musicians over here that were acquaintances of mine that had quite big hits over here and, and occasionally an international one. And I kind of got to know what what it was about, you know, because they were in with the major labels and they pretty well much would, would say it's just like a big musical sausage machine. You know, they got yeah. eaten up and chewed up and spat out, you know, like it's like that old yeah. old joke over here that... Over here, it's like a bit of a cottage industry, whereas in the United States, there's a lot more money there. So, so over here, I think there, it's is. Sort of, there, there is there is still a lot of money here, but it's not to the extent that, that in the USA, yeah. So it's kind of treated like a bit of a cottage industry over here. You're kind of expected to kind of do to do everything for nothing, you know. But yeah, I used to get a good idea of what it was like from these guys. You know, they used They're to make still these doing jokes about. You know? You know, Sorry? listen, you can take <laughs> – they're still doing that here. <laughs> they really are. They? are. They're still there. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think they would be like that. Come on. <laughs> they're yes, all good are. guys. You're giving it away until you build your business. Look, in case that guy and from Warner's is listening, until... look, we think you're good guys, okay? <laughs> <laughs> they are. Music, it's just what it is. Music is the vehicle, and the money yeah. – isn't actually made on the 99 cent downloads. That's not where the end bottom line is. The money is made through the influence. It's made, it's always been that way. You take artists yeah. from, from way back. And by the time everything they did ate up their budgets on these big albums and the costs, they very, very yeah. rarely yeah. got paid, right? They always ended up in, you know, just negative numbers. It's still going yeah. on. It's just different. It's just a little different. Like before, in order to get there, you had to sign your life. But today, you could have 100% of the influencer money that's going to come in as a result of making great music. So that means you have control over merchandise and merchandising, where 
before the label had control over all the money and you now can sign a deal to advertise for a brand that you believe in and make money that way in addition to selling your music to film or, you know, and gaining an audience. And you can leverage the audience that you build as a result of the music in order to make hundreds of thousands of dollars, even millions of dollars a year, depending on your strategy and for your business. That's the difference that we have today that we didn't have before. Yeah, yeah, it is a big difference. And yeah, it's a, a, a good opportunity for, um, for, for independent artists, you know, like as, as far as this brand sharing goes, you know, I'm well aware of what goes on with yeah. the brand sharing. I've never been lucky enough to get involved with with anything as such but but see i, I mean think about it really listen to your at. song you can't take my soul i would love to see that on a t-shirt you come up with a really great you can't take my soul t-shirt and you're all day long going to make money yeah well i never thought of making a t-shirt of that i made t-shirts out of other stuff that i was posting around on instagram i when i was promoting <laughs> the uh pre-release <laughs> I, I mean, I love it. Yes, because for culture today, I mean, like you know, you put your name on it. You put, you can't take my soul. And hello, your your music just got heard because people are going to be like, oh, that's so cool. Yeah, you can't take my soul. Hashtag, you can't take my soul. <laughs> yeah, you probably mean, see like, you look, well. You know what? You're probably going to see that on a shirt in the next week. <laughs> there you go. And you're wearing it, right? If you wear it I'm and you become it. right, that, that's. It's that easy sometimes. It, it really it's is. Funny. It's, it's funny that you say about that song because that, that particular song, um, the, it actually didn't end up in the charts. There was this other song that I put out on the same album and it, it's the one that's actually gone up the charts. It's actually in, like, in the radio charts. There. It's number 27 or something. I think I saw the other day on the rock charts. And then in the that's main awesome. chart, I think, I, I think it managed to be able to get above you too. Which I don't I gotta think tell is you, a real, a real special thing to do these days, but anyway, it did that. Listen, but see, there's that, already that a hashtag really that's coming <laughs> on, and it's called, there's already a hashtag on Twitter that it's yeah. actually, it's not overly used. It used to be a thing, but you could totally bring yeah. it back, and it's, you can't take my soul. <laughs> put a hashtag on it? <laughs> yeah, you need to post on this hashtag, you can't take my soul, and it has to become a thing. You've got, you, oh, it's really... I'll, yeah. We're doing this. I'll keep that we in mind next time I'm doing posts. Get the T-shirt. Yeah. Get the T-shirt. We are doing this. <laughs> We're going to do it. Get the T-shirt. It. Yeah, it's on. It's on. Yeah. <laughs> you get the T-shirt. And I love it. I love it. I love it. Can't take my soul. It's coming out. We're just making it come back. <laughs> we got to do it. It'll be fun. <laughs> Sorry, that song never did well. Uh, the thing is, right, I, I actually totally got here by accident anyway because I, I was just posting songs out and... Someone just said, yeah, we'll, we'll promote this for you. And, and a few of them knocked songs back that I put out a year or so ago, right? Uh-huh. And there was this other song that was more of a kind of, I don't know, kind of a dark pop song in a way. And that was the one that they liked because I'd tried to put out other stuff like You Can't Take My Soul and stuff that had heavy guitars in it. And these people kept sort of saying, nah, 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 don't like that, don't like that. So what I did is I thought, well, all right, I'll send you something a little bit lighter. And I did that. And that's... <laughs> Kind of wild, kind of. I mean, that's, that, they're the ones that end up in the radio charts. It's these ones that are kind of these, you know, little live boppy things that I've done in a shuffle beat. One of them's like a piano rock song, the one that's in the charts at the moment. But and it was kind of like the middle of the album. But the ones that I kind of preferred is is the one we're talking about. You know, to me they're like children. It's like, oh, I knew you'd get me into trouble. 
you know, I always knew you were no, no good as a child, you know. Do you know, it was one of those songs when I did, I yeah. thought, oh, this is going to upset a few people, and I think I've upset the right people. <laughs> oh, absolutely. All right, we've got a plan. This is so cool. I'm, I'm really excited about this, and, and I'm telling you, you better get that T-shirt done because I'm going to be after you. <laughs> oh, that's all right, you know. Like, I've got a little bit of time totally this week, after. not tomorrow, but, you know, when I got – I'm just having a little bit of a break at the moment because last year was just so – you know, it was kind of stressful last year. I had some – some family family things that went on that weren't really good. And what I want to go into any detail, but yeah, we had a bit of a tough year last oh, year in some sorry. ways, you know. And and, and but but see, it's it's like a paradox, you know. The year was absolutely inspiring from my end because I managed to be able to get this album out, and yeah. it was kind of like a relief once I got it out. It was it was like this kind of relief for me. It was like oh, finally I I got this out. You know, I've always wanted to. It's kind of like, to me, it was like the album I always wanted to write. It was just always the one that I thought I had in me, but just never managed, for, for whatever reason or for whatever circumstances, or, or money, or just, I never ever had the chance to do it. And just, when I had the chance to do it, I thought, oh, all right, I'm going to give this what I can. So, even no matter how I'm tough it was, you know. I'm glad Yeah, so I decided for myself, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this, and I, wanna, I, I wanted to achieve it, and I didn't know whether I would. And I didn't know whether anybody would like it anyway. So you always got that too. So. Yeah. And now it's You Can't Take My Soul. Thank you so much well, for being here. Well, it's out there running me. around it's causing problems. Have you. <laughs> you know, I always feel like an interloper in the music industry there, Jacqueline, because I've always felt that way. I've been on interviews over here on minor, minor like television music programs and stuff, but I've, all, I've always had that feeling that, you know, like, oh, someone left the door open, there's a bit of a crack there. You know, and someone desirable like me comes along and goes, oh, what's in here? <laughs> oh, let's have a bit of a look now. And people look around and go, what are you doing here? You don't belong here. <laughs> oh, no. So I've always you... got that feeling about it. <laughs> don't ever have that feeling. You're, you're doing really, oh, I'm just really having, well. I'm just having a bit of fun, you know. <laughs> it's so nice to meet you, Ivan. Thanks for being on the show. And I really look forward to seeing this. I, I, You've got to get that T-shirt out. I'm telling you right now. I'm staying oh, on you. Oh, I'll tell you what, if... You, you get me inspired again. I was having a rest. I was having not to do much. <laughs> no more rest. No more rest. You're, you're oh, fine. Oh, it's been great to be you on this show. Later. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much you're for welcome. having me. You're very, very welcome. Love it. Ivan B. Croft on AVA Live Radio out of Australia with his new song, You Can't Take My Soul. My gosh, this is so huge for right now, this moment in time. We are having this conversation. Think about it, guys. Right? And that's, that's just all it takes. It really does. And then it's a matter of just getting it out in front of a lot of people. A huge, huge difference. Hope you have the right